You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Wow, Matt Fellow Adventurers. Time to continue with my hired killings. With the second of three. Crouched at the base of the leaning oak, you watch as the lone rider, his steep hoofbeats pounding out a steady rhythm, appears around a bend in the road. Alright, can do it normal scale, do it normal. Here we go. It's been almost a month since you last encountered Curus. After dispatching the man in the cabin near Migspore, you expected the old man to seek you out immediately, given the pressing nature of the three tasks to which he had previously alluded. You clearly recall his sinister words. All three must meet their end before the summer is out. Believing that perhaps the old man has come to some unfortunate end, or that he may have reached the natural conclusion of his days, he began to enjoy a sense of relief. Relief tankered by the nagging suspicion that he will again turn up when you least expect it. In the waning days of summer, just as the air has begun to adopt a thin hint of autumn's encroaching chill, in the hour preceding dusk on the deserted lane in northern Trithic, suspicion becomes a grim reality. I like the city better when the festival is here, says Kivas, striding across the empty street to stand next to you. I don't suppose you've already forgotten the Twindeb? I never try to miss it if it can be helped. Bit of bite on the breeze, wouldn't you say? The summer is almost out. Kivas studies you carefully and smiles. The OG man stares after the darkening sky and then promptly refocuses on nerving gaze on you. 
the second of three of the three will be passing along the road north of here tomorrow afternoon. He will be riding alone. You will use this to identify him beyond any doubt. Kivas hands you a large, round, red garnet. You stare down at the sizable gem resting in the palm of your hand, mutely asking what it's for. You hold that to your eye when you see the man I've described. It's the man we seek, the man we have marked. A red aura will surround him. If you see the aura, you are to kill him. You are now in possession of the large, round, red garnet. This item will not appear in your inventory. Kervis tells you the man you are to identify and kill will be riding along a road known as the High Forest Road. You are familiar with this road. It's one of the older roads, now less frequently travelled, that approach Trithic from the north and east. There is an old graveyard on the southern side of the road, just around a sharp bend, about three miles from the city. You may find the location suitable for an ambush. And you may well need to take this traveller by su surprise. He's certain to prove a dangerous target. Before you can ask Curvus anything further, he turns and strides off along the street, swiftly passing around a corner and out of sight. Once, once again, left to tackle a grim task at the old man's behest, with only minimal details about the impending endeavour. You pocket the garnet and decide to set out at dawn to intercept the lone traveller, a man whom... If you are to adhere to Curvis's directives, will quite likely be riding to meet his death. You rise just before dawn and slip out of Trithic, adeptly dodging several patrons seeking to enforce the last hour of the city's the city's decreed curfew. Within an hour, you're standing in the old, overgrown cemetery on the southern edge of the high forest road. As Kivas described to you, just past the graveyard to the east, the road turns sharply south, marking marking the spot you're in, a, you're in ideal for ambushing westbound travellers. Lurking amongst the toppled and crumbling markers and monuments of the ancient graveyard, you watch and wait for any sign of the lone rider. Just after midday, with the with the echoing rattles of a pair of busy, busy nut hatches intermittently shattering the peaceful quiet of the forest, the telltale sound of approaching hoofbeats rises in the distance. Seeking a slightly better vantage, you steal forward through the undergrowth and pause at the base of a bent oak at the edge of the cemetery, crouched at the base of the leaning oak. You watch as a lone rider, his steed hoofsprints paddy out a steady ribbon, rhythm, appears around a bend in the road. Without hesitation, you draw out the red garnet given to you by Kyrus and hold the large gem to your white height. At first, you can only see blurred moving images through the stone. Slowly, however, the image clears. Suddenly, plainly visible through the gem is the, is the approaching rider and the faint red aura that surrounds him. 
With no doubt the approaching wireless, the man you've been tasked with killing, your pulse quickens as you hurriedly begin to contemplate your next course of action. Suddenly, you stifle a startled grasp as the lone wider draws closer. As his face comes into focus, your heart nearly skips a beat. The man whose steed will carry him past the hiding place within moments is none other than Truscar, who you met along the tent. Among the tents on Iron Crown Island, it was Truscar who offered you the chance to join to join his outfit, the Black Wit, in their ongoing struggle against Dyer. The thick, balding, bearded man, his wary gaze focused on the road ahead, is seemingly oblivious to your lurking presence. Yeah, I think if I go through with this, I don't think the Black Wit will give me any more missions. But, I mean, it's just, just, just a, just a notion, really. I don't think they'll give me any more missions, you know, when I start killing them. Hmm. So, I could decide to carry out the mission and kill Truscar, or I could decide against it. Now, I decided, I decided this last episode, I'm going all in with Dyer. So, I guess I'm going to kill him. Sorry about that, but don't worry. I'll use my Time Lordy powers to make it so it didn't happen. In less than a minute, Truscar will be past the graveyard and beyond the range of any attack you are capable of launching. Realising that it may, he may well prove to be a deadly combatant, you hurriedly, you hurriedly but carefully determine how you attempt to bring him down. So an attempt to ambush him as he rides past, attempt to step out and approach him as a friend. Oh, oh, come on now. I mean, I'm a murderer, but I'm not going to lie. Attempt to slay him with an arrow. I'll give the arrow thing a go. Moving, moving swiftly, you draw your bow and notch an arrow, taking aim at Tuscar as he's carried past your hiding place in the saddle of his intrepid steed. Alright, pick your number. Bonus of 62. 32 for archery, which is boosted by the Grand Ashen Bow. 10 for might, 10 for agility, 10 for luck. Got to get 75 or more. Or he'll get away, or I'll have to do something else. Probably do something else anyway. Pick now. 93, success. 32 experience to archery. Your arrow finds its mark, striking your unsuspecting target in the side and sending him toppling from the shadow. He strikes the ground hard and his steed promptly bolts, galloping west along the road. Wounded, but still alive, Truscar defiantly rises to his feet, tearing the arrow from his side as he reaches for the hilt of his sheathed blade. However, before he can effectively ready the weapon, you are upon him, attempting to finish him off before he fully recovers. Truscar. Truscar falls back and manages to draw himself into a defensive stance. As his eyes wise to meet your murderous gaze, his defiant countenance of blocks assumes a lock 
look of shocked disbelief. Might have suspected as much, he snarls, grasping painfully. You've made a horrible mistake this day. This is Truscar, and he is wounded. But not wounded enough! I can kill him, or I can subdue him. Now, I'm going for, I'm going for the full murder path, so I'm going to kill him. He slashes at you with his sword, and I bash at him with my mace. Your enemy smashes through your defences with a devastating blow for 34 damage. He's nearly down. He is slain. Sorry. But not like, not sorry enough to not do it, mine, but still, sorry. 264 experience. Tuscar is dead. You step back from his bloody corpse and gaze down upon the moving remains of the man you last saw prior to day on Iron Crown Isle. Suddenly and inexplicably fearful you may be seen. You promptly glance in both directions on, along the road. Your fears prove unfounded. The road is empty and you quickly conclude you are indeed alone. A quick... A quick but thorough search of Tusker's body turns up a pouch of gold, a dagger and his longsword. 43 gold, an exceptional longsword and an unmatched dagger. They would sell for a lot, but that doesn't really matter since none of this will have actually have happened soon. Making certain you haven't overlooked anything, you haul the body into the woods and conceal it behind some trees at the base of a small wise. Then, with no desire to linger here for even a moment longer, you turn to the road and set off on your way. After only a short distance, you leave the road and head south and west through the forest, bound for Twithick. Despite having succeeded in your mission, your thoughts are plagued with images of Tuscar's face as you last viewed it, frozen in death. You're certain that Quivus will soon know of your success, and you will again find you and lay before you another of his ghoulish tasks. You struggle to push this thought, as well as the lingering image of Tuscar from your mind. Regardless of what transpired on the high forest road, you're determined to enjoy a leisurely stroll through the woods, as you make your way back to the Adderstone, beneath the bless the blessed warming sunshine of this late summer's summer's afternoon, that finishes this adventure for three hundred and eighty-four experience to general. And now, as we as I as I predicted, I am not getting any more work with the Black Wit. Yeah, it's, it's like they don't like it when I randomly murder their people. They're a bit touchy, really. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I'm also working for their arch, arch enemy, so. Yeah, and so, yep, can't go ahead with it. Then, the next, this then unlocks the next adventure called the third of three 
which is also in Trithic, and I will do that right now. The third of three, with your fingers tightly gripping the leather-wrapped hilt of the glowing dagger. You steal through the undergrowth, edging closer to the bannered wagon. Alright, who am I killing this time? That could be normal or scaled, I went for normal. For three of the last four nights, the dream has been the same. A thin veil of mist, perhaps more accurately described as a haze, suddenly departs, leaving in its wake a scene awash with vibrant colour, punctuated at every possible distance by dazzling red and golden hues. As the, as the images to which the colours find themselves attached slowly drift into focus, you find yourself moving across a tangled stretch of ground along the perimeter of a vast forest. With your fingers tightly gripping the leather-wrapped hilt of the glowing dagger, you steal through the undergrowth, edging closer to the bannered wagon. Then, without warning, the silent vis vision you crafted in, in slumber suddenly vanishes and you wake with a start, disappointed that... That you again failed to discover anything about the wagon. Dismay quickly gives way to a fleeting sense of relief, which fades the instant you endeavour to take notice of it. Last night's dream was different. You spend the next last, next last couple of hours leading up to dawn, lying awake, attempting to recall the various significant points of the dream that awoke that woke you out of a sound sleep sometime after midnight. The dream was similar to the others you've had for the last three nights, but something about it serves to set it apart. With your fingers tightly gripping, gripping the leather-wrapped heel of the glowing dagger, you steal through the undergrowth, edging closer to the bannered wagon. You suddenly remember a dark figure standing to your left as you move towards the wagon, Though you chose not to turn your head or take any of notice of him, no doubt it was Crivus. The elderly man, muttering something in a strange tongue as you continued past him, but made no effort to decipher the dreadful utterance. Then, as with the other dream, just as you're about to reach the wagon, the, wagon, the images in your mind suddenly shatter and scatter and fade. This morning, however... The great sense of relief that followed your initial dismay is far greater and has lingered with you for quite some time. Few times before or since have been happier to greet the pale glow of dawn as you step out onto the walking, waking streets of the Adderstone. Autumn is upon us just a bit sooner this year. To the unsuspecting ear, Curvis's comment might easily be mistaken for harmless idle chatter. But you know better. Nice piece of work on the last one. But let us make no mention of it. The third now lies before you. You encountered the elderly man only a few minutes ago. While passing through the southern section of the city. He seemed to be following a group of patrolling mercenaries. For he abruptly turned and strode in your direction upon catching sight of you. His presence has served to make you forget about your recurring dream, 
If he were not certain, given the choice, he would have traded one for the other. You'll find this one a rather simple mark to spot, he says, his unsettling gaze locked onto you. He is not an easy mark, but he will not prove difficult to find. The western foot of the high forest road, just where it joins the road leading south to the city, you will intercept and waylay a banner-draped wagon and kill its driver. It is quite likely he will be alone. The mere mention of the bannered wagon sends a chill through you as you vividly recall the wagon in your dreams. A wagon you thus far been unable to reach in your sleep. As if anticipating a question, Kivas pauses and stares at you intently. His creased face twitches slightly, but for the withered visar, but the withered visar portrays not even the slightest hint of emotion. Still, reeling from his mention of the wagon, you ask Kivas if this man is the last of the three, a number to which he has repeatedly alluded, and if your completion of the grim task will mark the end of your association. The last of the three it is, he says, but you're not finished yet. You will meet the Magian where where the roads join, tomorrow at first light. With that, he turns and strides off along the street, quickly disappearing from view. The moment Kivas is out of sight, your thoughts turn to the unpleasant tasks that awaits you at the arrival of dawn tomorrow. You have no idea who it is you're to intercept and kill on the road outside the city. And for a single terrifying instance, you're not entirely certain that it matters that you're at all concerned. For the remainder of the afternoon, you wander the streets of Adderstone in what can only be described as a daze. As you meander about the city, your thoughts drift from Kirvus to your impending task, and again back to the sinister, ugly man. Part of you wishes you had never met him, while another, while another is increasingly unsure that you are, you are any longer able to even consider refusing his grim directives. You spend a restless through, thankfully dreamless, night in Trithy, and set out before dawn to wander view with the bannered Wanagan, and whoever it is that bears the grave misfortune of holding its wings. The western end of the high forest road, where the well-travelled route dawns joins the broader highway leading south to Trithic. You tuck yourself in amongst the sprawling undergrowth, the base of a small rise, and lie in wait for the wagon. The road seems strangely quiet, even for so early in the morning. After a while, you begin to think the wagon is not coming this way. The sudden and unmistakable heavy clattering of wooden wheels coupled with the shrieks and groans of linked metal, immediately banishes your, your doubts. With your heart pounding, you creep down through the tangled brush, moving closer to the road. A covered wagon, long and sturdy, drawn by a pair of powerful horses, 
its sides draped in all manner of colourful banners, walls into view. The wagon bears only a slight resemblance to one from your dreams. Realising is somewhat com the realization is somewhat comforting. Seated on the on the plank that serves as a seat, his eyes cautiously scouring the edges of the world, is a middle-aged man, garbed in gold and crimson finery. As as the dra wagon draws closer, the melodic sound of the driver's, driver's whistling reaches your ears. In only a few moments, the wagon will pass your hiding place. So, three options here. I could use divination, decide against completing the mission, or attack the wagon as it rolls past. Divination first. It succeeded. ATXP to divination. You immediately sense there's more to the drive of the wagon than meets your eye. The use of your power also leaves you with a lingering feeling that an attack on this man will prove extremely perilous. Well, that just makes it more fair. Attack the wagon as it rolls past. As the heavy, clattering wagon rolls past your hiding place, you hurriedly... You, you, hurriedly, you, hurriedly, you hurriedly think how you will attempt your deadly assault on his driver. A man you're certain remains oblivious to your presence. Got a few options here. Use archery, illusion, conjuration, telekinesis, or leap out and attack the driver as the wagon passes. Hmm, I'll use conjuration. It succeeded. 16 XP to conjuration. You call upon your power of conjuration and watch as a sizable walk. Large enough to subtly capture the driver's attention, appears in the middle of the road. With his focus momentarily diverted, you steal out of the underbrush and approach the wagon unseen. Then, when you're within striking distance, you deal the driver a single, staggering blow. He manages an agonised gasp as he topples from his perch and lands in a heap on the road. Despite having been severely wounded by your attack, the driver is still alive. Turning towards you, his dark eyes ablaze. He struggles to regain his feet, seized by a sudden and inexplicable fit of rage. You hurl yourself at the fallen man in a frenzied assault, determined to press your advantage before he fully regains his senses. It's the, wa it's the wagon driver. He is wounded, but not nearly wounded enough. Begin combat with the wagon driver. Can't I'm so deep into this I can't even think of subduing now. The driver slashes you with this shimmering sword. Wait. Shimmering? Is this me? From another reality? I hope not. That'd just be weird. You've slain the off you've slain him anyway. You step back from the driver's corpse. corpse and struggle to catch your breath. Suddenly fearful that you're being observed, you quickly scan your surroundings. Apart from the bannered wagon, which has come to stop at the end of the road, you 
could see nothing to indicate there was anyone nearby. With your fears momentarily assaged, you make a quick search of your victim, discover a small quantity of gold, a shimmering sword, a dagger, and a diamond shade pendant. You decide to take everything before preparing to drag the body off the road and into the forest. I've got 39 gold tokens, an unidentified shimmering broadsword. This is the shimmering broadsword you acquired after killing the driver of, of the wagon. The driver of the bannered wagon on the forest road outside Trithic. This weapon is of magical quality and we'll know more when we identify unidentified diamond shaped pendant. This is the diamond-shaped stone pendant you acquired after killing the driver of the bannered wagon. The road outside Trithic. And here is a dagger. It's just a generic exceptional dagger. As you're about to move the, move the driver's corpse into the wood, a sudden, a swift and horrifying transformation comes over his bloodied remains. The flesh on the driver's face ripples and bubbles as if it were boiling liquid. The dorgiating stench rises up from the corpse as his flesh, flesh tears and peels back, revealing putrid chunks of flesh clinging to his bones. In a matter of moments, the driver's remains resemble those of someone long dead. The gruesome transformation is nearly identical to that which come over the body of the man you killed cabin in the forest outside Twithick. The first three rings. I'm sure that transformation was to do with the poison. But I guess there's something else going on? Uh, okay, this this is this is this is more complicated but not particularly darker than I originally suspected. Horrified at the change that has come over the slain man but eager to remove the evidence of your handiwork. You're about to drag the corpse into the orbs when an ominous hint hiss from behind sends your every nerve on edge. You spin in the direction of the dreadful sound and instinctively draw yourself into a defensive stance. Alright, is he gonna rise from the dead and fight me? I'm thinking that. Moving towards you, they're swift, Widgig advance, a sinister sight in the pale light of early morning, is an entire legion of undead warriors, the nine hideous ghouls, their approach heralded by the unmistakable odour of rotting flesh, moan piteously as, as, as rapidly they draw themselves around you, as the undead horrors close in, the decayed fingers gripping the hilts and haft of their ancient weapons, you defiantly draw yourself into the draw yourself into combat ready stance and prepare to engage them. The first of the ghouls staggers forward and attacks, slashing out at you with its notched and rusted blade. Score warrior one of nine it snarls as it swipes at you and is slain. Thirty eight XP. You step back from the remains of the slain ghoul and immediately lock your gaze onto the next of the advancing undead. Alright, 
Gore Warrior number two, the next Gore Warrior. Slow moan and haunting stare, filling you with dread. She comes forward and attacks. Alright, there was a brutal stroke for a bit of damage. Alright, just going to quick combat the rest of them. Alright, there's three, 38 XP. Four, 38 XP. Five, another 38 XP. Without warning, the four advancing ghouls suddenly halt and then drop to the ground. The decayed bodies thrash about violently for several moments, then promptly disintegrate, leaving behind only a thin layer of black dust. Dust that is rapidly scattered on the on the breeze. Thankful the assault is over, you turn and head for the bannered wagon, eager to make a thorough search of it. As you draw up to the wagon, you're shocked to discover the pet that the pair of powerful horses harnessed with are now nothing more than heaps of bone. You're about to step forward and examine the fleshless remains of the horses when the sudden sound of something moving inside the covered wagon sends your pulse racing. So I can use divination, investigate the source of the sounds, or move away from here at once. Uh, divination first. It failed. You're unable to sense anything about the sound coming from the wagon. I guess I'll just have to investigate the old-fashioned way. You cautiously make your way towards the back of the wagon. As you round the corner, your eyes fixed on the thick, weather-stained flap that hides the wagon's interior. A strange, tingling sensation runs up your right arm. Surprise swiftly turns to horror when you realise you're having difficulty moving your limbs. As if you're somehow being frozen in place. Okay, picking a number. Bonus of 40. 20 from spirit, 20 from body. Got to get 75 or more. 90. Success. You manage to stave off the strange effects that threaten to immobilise you. No sooner has the sensation passed, however, than the flap, flap covering the back of the wagon flies open. And a hideous, woed figure leaps out onto the road. The tall figure lands nimbly and turns to face you, revealing a cavernous visage that peers out at you from beneath the overhanging folds of its bulky hood. You step back and instinctively draw yourself into a combat-ready stance as the sinister ghoul stretches wide its fang-filled mouth and unleashes an ear-shattering howl. The stench of decay washes over you as the undead menace strides forward. Okay, what is going on here? Seriously. It's got weird. The world gore is ghastly howls echoing along the forest of edge, swipes out of you with clawed hands. The undead creature's hollow eye sockets emit a, emit a, emit a, emit a faint red glow that serves to illuminate its watting face as it steps in to attack. This is an abyssal ghoul. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna smash it. The sinister ghoul reaches out for you with his clawed hands. The touch of your enemy sends a deathly chill the length of your body for twenty four damage. But it's still gonna go down. And it has 
137 XP. A ghastly wail rises into the air as the world ghoul collapses at your feet. Before you quite know what is happening, the rotting remains of the gruesome creature suddenly disintegrate. The small heap of dust, all that's left of the undead tower, is soon, soon scattered. You're about to step away when you catch sight of a strange marking on the road, in almost the exact spot where the ghoul last stood. A close examination reveals a broad eye etched into the dirt. Your heart skips a beat when the crudely drawn eye suddenly blinks. With bated breath, you wait. Your gaze fixed on the eye, crawl onto the road. It does not again blink. You rub out a sinister etching with your foot before turning your attention to the banner-draped wagon. A, a quick search of the wagon turns up only a few empty crates and various pieces of attire. Content you haven't missed anything, you quickly make your way into the forest before heading south, eager to avoid the roads as you trek back towards the city. Was was this a trap? Was Did this guy know he was going to be assassinated? And so he used a bit of magic to have this incredibly obvious obvious undead ver- version of himself just stroll around get killed and then unleash the undead to deal with any assassins okay that okay that does okay that that's what i'm leaning towards doesn't explain the eye but maybe that's just to creep people out The trek back to Twithick proceeds without incident. Less than a mile from the city, you emerge from the forest and follow the broad, well-travelled road leading up to the Witherport's imposing gates. As you pass through the gates and step into the waking streets of the Adderstone, your thoughts turn to Quivus. The visage of the elderly man proves a sinister, haunting image. One you're not, not able to put easily put out of mind. Drawn to the enticing aroma of paleo, you follow the scent of the tavern just off the quadrangle the scout that houses the gates. For a moment you stand to the side, side allowing two mercenaries to amble out of the tavern's front door. You're again overcome by the eerie feeling you're being watched. The unsettling sensation quickly passes, however, when you make your way into the tavern, eager to lay your hands on a steaming mug. And that finishes this adventure for 512 experience to general and 64 experience to all skills and powers. And there there doesn't seem to be any more tasks from Kivus. And that is just fortunate. Now, none of that happened. Because I am going to quit without saving. No, wait, no, no, not yet. Not Actually, no, not do that yet. Let's identify those items we found first. Okay, here they are. The two items are Broadsword of Maiming and Pendant of Soul Shielding. And 32 Akani as well. 
Okay, let's look at this board sword of maiming. Maiming. Melee weighting plus 12. Hmm, pretty good. This is the shimmering sword broadsword you acquired after killing the the driver the bannered wagon on the forest road outside Trithic. This deadly blade bears several several enchantments, though the exact nature and extent of its powers is unknown. So what does it do? Well I'm I'm not gonna find out. Alright, Pendant of Soul Shielding, where are you? Here it is. Stanima points plus two, aura plus one. Requires 50 aura, 16 Artania, 16 spirit. This is the di a diamond shaped stone pendant you acquired after killing the driver of the bannered wagon on the forest road east of Twith Forest Road out Twithick. A fleeting sense of unease comes over you whenever you equip the pendant. The brief sensation is always followed by Heather, however, which you can only describe as an eerie sense of calm. Okay, now we're done with all this dire business. Time to quit without saving. And then, all of those murders never happened. That's right, they never happened. Grim proposal is unstarted. And, I, that's, and that's going to be enough of that for now. So next time, I'm going to... Uh, there is the other path through that series of adventures where you... Where I'll side... Where I avoid assassinating people and end up sided with the Black Wit... That's the other option. So, what is next? Hmm. Uh, well, uh, well, I guess it's time. Let's, we'll do the adventure called Eavesdropping in Talonus. Alright, and now I'm going to save. And until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.